Hello, and welcome to episode 69 of My Circus, My Monkeys. Today, I want to talk about the best gift you can give your team this holiday season. It's not gift cards. It's not your Aunt Betty's famous rum balls. It's not even cold, hard cash. But this is something that's going to positively impact your team, increase performance, and make your job easier. So stay tuned. You're listening to My Circus, My Monkeys, the podcast for supervisors in education or any field that emphasizes growth and development. If you want to reign in the chaos and transform your team to better serve your students and clients, keep listening. This podcast explores essential information on supervision, employee engagement, and using a strengths-based framework to empower you and your team. We'll examine the latest research in psychology, neuroscience, education, and beyond to help you and your team get to the next level with your host, Ann Brackett, the Chief Engagement Officer of Strengths University. The holidays are upon us. We just celebrated Thanksgiving, along with our biggest buying holidays, quote unquote, of the year. So Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, maybe there was something on Sunday. I don't know. Just buy stuff. Now, I don't know if you typically buy something for your team or maybe you throw a gathering or something else, but no matter what you were planning, the best gift you could possibly give your team is to invest in yourself as a supervisor. Now, first of all, I'm not at all suggesting that you are the world's worst supervisor. I happen to know exactly who that is, and I guarantee they are not listening to this podcast. Note, if you think I'm wrong, we'll do something on supervisor horror stories another time, and you can share your own entry for worst supervisor ever. But what I am suggesting is that more than a Starbucks gift card, a party, or a batch of your homemade fudgy num-nums, your team would absolutely appreciate you learning and growing in your role so you become more effective. Now, if you're like me, you didn't get much in the way of supervisor training. And even as you tried to figure things out, and so you went to the people around you for your support, your supervisor, maybe a mentor, other trusted people around you, you may have gotten advice, but how legit was it? I've seen and experienced many well-meaning supervisors do things that made the situation worse, either in the short term or the long term. And I think we have many things that we do as supervisors that seem like a good idea, but really don't serve us or our team in the long run. For example, Let's take the old open door policy. Most of us think this is a great idea, right? I mean, as supervisors, we want to let our folks know that we're listening and we are there for them. We want them to feel like they have direct access to us because we want to be able to communicate clearly, to build trust, let them know that we support them. But what this usually ends up looking like is you, the supervisor, constantly interrupted. Employees feeling more and more like they need to run everything by you before they act. Employees 
maybe becoming a little too comfortable coming to you to voice every complaint that pops into their head. And of course, you staying late or coming in early to catch up on all the actual work that you needed to get done because your door was so open. Now, that's just one example of things that I've seen and honestly done in the attempt to be a good supervisor, but without actually getting accurate information or guidance on how to be an effective one. And when these things happen, you and your team get the short end of the stick. Now, obviously, we work in higher ed and are almost two years into a pandemic. And you're probably thinking, "Um, okay, Anne, I'll get right on that. I roll. Actually, you're probably wishing that you had the time or energy to invest in yourself in that way or any way. So I want to walk you through two relatively easy ways to invest in yourself as a supervisor that will give you pretty quick results and benefit your team as well as you. So number one, stress management. Now, I've talked at length in other episodes about the cost of stress in our lives, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, anything really. And in a nutshell, it's bad. We're our worst selves when we're caught in chronic stress. Being stuck in that freeze, fight, or flight state changes our physiology. Our bodies and minds are literally using all of our energy, all of our resources to prepare to fight or run away from whatever it believes to be that stressor. And as a result, that means we're less creative, less positive, less patient, less smart, and our talents are more likely to show up as weaknesses. All of these things directly impact the quality of our decisions, our interactions, and our productivity. And these things absolutely impact your team negatively. Now, the flip side of that is stress management or self-care. Now, self-care has gotten a bad rap lately because it doesn't really address the systemic problems that lead to so much stress. And absolutely, 100%, I agree. Self-care is not the only solution. But we also can't effectively fight to change those systems when we're stuck in fight or flight for the reasons I've just talked about and again have talked about in other episodes in more depth. So developing a robust self-care practice is important for you as a person, but it's also important for your team. I often tell people in our trainings or when I'm coaching them that if you do nothing else but invest in your personal self-care, you'll automatically become a better supervisor. Why? For the very reasons I just talked about. Instead of that energy going to fight or flight response, it can go to being more creative, having better, more positive interactions, making better decisions, and being more productive. And all of those things are going to impact your team positively. And I don't want to get into a lot of detail about ways to better manage your stress because I've done that in other episodes. But again, this is key and it is something that you can do for both yourself and your team to become a better supervisor. So the next thing I want to talk about is energy management. I want you to start thinking about yourself in terms of energy instead of time. Now, we don't have time to get into physics or quantum physics here, but essentially, you are energy. And the hormones that are associated with the stress response actually make our brains and bodies focus on time. 
But time really isn't the problem. Imagine if you will, and I I don't think you're going to have to imagine this. I think that you've probably experienced this, but stick with me. Imagine if you will being absolutely slammed and overwhelmed with work. When you look at your calendar, it's just meeting after meeting. And then you see it. For whatever strange, inexplicable reason, there is an entire day with nothing on it. So after you finish crying, you quickly block off the whole day and you think, I'm going to get so much work done. Now, fast forward to that day. How much work do you actually get done? Not much, right? Why? Not because you lack the time. After all, you have an entire day free. You don't get much done because you don't have any energy. And all those scheduled things, the meetings and this and that, aren't there to motivate you to get to the next thing. So it really is about energy. And when you start paying attention to how you're spending your day from an energetic point of view, you suddenly get a lot of great data about what energizes and what drains you. And that tells you what you should be spending your time doing and what needs adjusting. So say you have this open door policy that we talked about earlier. You can absolutely track how much time all these interruptions take up. But that doesn't really tell you what part of that time is productive and what isn't. Maybe when your folks come in and talk to you about an idea they have or this professional development opportunity, it energizes you. Maybe when someone comes in and complains, you feel drained. Now, both scenarios impact the next thing you do, no matter what drains you or what energizes you. I doubt many people are energized by the complaining, but maybe you're energized by problem solving. And so that can be beneficial. But however you leave that interaction, whatever you jump into next is going to be impacted. So if you're drained from a conversation and then have to go back to a difficult project, you're not going to get much done versus I just had a very energizing conversation. Now I'm going in and I'm getting a lot of things done. I'm being more productive. And when we know what energizes us and what drains us, we can better schedule our days to maximize our energy. When we know we have energy, we can focus on those more complex problems or tasks. When we know we're drained, we can focus on more rote tasks. Like, for example, when I'm writing, outlining, and recording the podcast, that's a higher energy activity. So I try and do it in the morning or anytime I feel like I have more energy. But actually editing doesn't take a lot of energy. And so I can absolutely do that when I don't have a lot of energy. That works just fine. And so when you start identifying what tasks and activities energize you, you can make sure that you do more of those and or coordinate them with your schedule better. And when you know what drains you, you can start looking around to see, are there other folks on my team who find these very things energizing and start shifting those tasks around? And there's absolutely a connection here between talent and energy. When our talents show up as strengths, in other words, we are talented at this particular thing and our talents show up in a way that helps us be productive. In other words, nail that activity. It's the best possible use of our energy. When they show up as weaknesses or we just don't happen to be talented in that area, it's usually the worst possible use of our energy. 
And the more we're aware of how our energy fluctuates based on our interactions and activities, the more we can start to maximize how we spend our day. And that ultimately makes us more productive and a better supervisor. So both of these practices, self-care and energy management, can up your supervisor game, which is going to positively impact your team. And that's an incredible gift to them, especially considering that Gallup has found that an employee's direct supervisor impacts 70% of employee engagement. So the better you are, the more engaged your team will be and the more invested they'll feel about working on your team. So all that being said, some of you are going to take one or both of these ideas and start implementing changes immediately. I mean, maybe not right now. Maybe you're still in the car. But as soon as you get to work. Now, other folks are going to need more support. And that's not at all a judgment. We didn't delve too much into specific talent themes today. But some talents are just quicker to act and or have certain tendencies that allow them to make changes to their habits more quickly. And if you don't fall into that group and want to make these changes but do need more support, we'd love to have you join us for our Spring Supervisor Strengths Institute. We actually wrapped up our Fall Institute right before Thanksgiving. So one of the things we did was ask everyone what their major takeaway was from our eight weeks together. And quite a few folks mentioned both of these areas, how important it was for them to invest in their self-care and that shift from thinking in terms of energy instead of time. And of course, we cover so much more in terms of content during the Institute, but it was so rewarding to hear how these basic concepts, these basic ideas really increase the quality of their supervision and their lives. So if you're interested, you can check out more details at our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org backslash Supervisor Strengths Institute. The Spring Institute runs from Tuesday, January 11th through March 8th. Registration is open now until we started the 11th. But if you register during 2021, you'll save $200 off your registration fee. So if you're interested, sign up soon. So just to summarize our time together today, you want to get your team something to really show how much you appreciate them for all the hard work that they've been doing? Invest in yourself as a supervisor and start with more self-care and by changing the way that you view how you spend your day. Move from being time-centered to energy-centered. And until next time, stay strong. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links, as well as other episodes, on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. As always, Alicia and I are here to support you as you reflect on where you are and where you want to go. One great way to invest in yourself and your team is to join us for the summer cohort of the Supervisor Strengths Institute. 
We are revamping the Institute this summer to make it even more manageable for your busy schedule. It is the same great content, but we've condensed it so you can work through each week's modules and start implementing change even faster. We know that life can too easily get in the way of you staying on track, so we've also added a bonus for everyone who completes all eight weeks of learning. You will get an additional 60 minutes of our time, and you can use that for more individual coaching, a short team session, or to receive a discount on a longer team workshop. Our Summer Institute starts on May 28th. Go ahead and register now. Check it off your list. We want you, your team, and your students to shine their brightest. And that starts with you. So join us for the Summer Institute using the link in the show notes. Or if you have questions about the Institute or other services, contact us at Anne, and that's A-N-N-E, at strengthsuniversity.org. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links as well as other episodes on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.